and we are back, and the Bulls are beating the Suns in that losing. Is factually incorrect. Oh, okay, I see. Yes, they are beating <laughs> them at losing. Yes. I don't even uh, know basketball, and I know this no, is wrong. Oh, my goodness. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Dude Thoughts Podcast, Celebrity Deep Dive Extraordinaires. You have three beautiful hosts. I'm Carmen, Kelki, Gabe, we make up the Dude Thoughts Podcast team. We're very excited to have you here. Gabe, handsome, sons loving, looking ass. Hey, dude, what's up? So, two things. Um, I don't think I said this on air, but I told Kelki I'd bring our Sonic on Saturday. <laughs> I said, text me your Sonic order. Flo, in my defense, you never texted me your Sonic order. I didn't. Order. Michael's but, dad was still here, so there was um, a lot happening. Also, in my defense, I woke up and I said, I will actually, like, it's a little out of the way, but it they're is. not going to be here very long, so let me try to try to get as much time as I can. And I woke up and I said, okay, I'm going to go to the gym, and then I'll go home and do this. And then I played Pokemon for eight hours. <laughs> so Mad respect. So, like, if you haven't gotten the new Pokemon game and you have a Nintendo Switch, it's very good. I haven't um, gotten it, but I have heard only good things about it. It's, like, hard. And Pokemon games haven't been hard since the first game. Like, Pokemon literally attack you. Like, the person you. It's fantastic. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's awesome. So, it's great. So, go play it if you like things. Um, I'm excited because I will make an announcement. I got the new job that I started Hey-o. a couple of weeks. Boom, 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 boom. Um... For most of my adult life, I've said I wanted to work from home, and I will be transitioning to a work-from-home life. So I'm very excited, and my team here on Dude Thoughts Pod, Celebrity Deep Dive, is also excited, because it means we probably won't have to record at 10 p.m. anymore, which is Woo-hoo. currently the time. Kelki, hey dude, what's up? Well, since we're making announcements, I will announce that I am pregnant with what? a baby boy. <laughs> Who's the father? Boy. I will not tell you, because he's <laughs> famous. I am signed an NDA. Lynn manuel Miranda, segue to celebrity. today's episode. <laughs> um, but I went to the doctor today, and everything's good, and he's in there just being a baby. So um, a little stressed, because it was like my last doctor's appointment here, which is sad, because I love my doctor here. Like, she's amazing. And so I'm just stressed, because... During Michael's job transition time, we're like in that in between where we haven't gotten all of our insurance information yet. So I can't like confirm that I can for sure make the next appointment. I mean, I'm probably just going to. I'm just going to call them and be like, listen, I don't know, but you need to let me in. <laughs> this is important. So I'm like a little stressed about that. I, I mean, I already, I'm just going to go try and go back to the doctor that I had before I moved, even though that was like a really long time ago. But yeah, it's, uh, but yeah, that's what's happening in our lives. So we're moving and also I'm pregnant. So no stress, no stress. Just got to <laughs> pack my great. whole house in like three weeks. <laughs> Everything's fine. Those, those two things actually were ranked by medical journals and Forbes magazine as the two least stressful things a human could do. Actually, there's like this super fun thing where doctors are like, these are the things you should 100% try and avoid doing while you're pregnant. And one of them is moving. So. That's fun. Well, at least it's early. Uh, yeah, it's definitely <laughs> earlier than when Carmen and Jessica did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now nothing like trying to 
move move houses uh, in the middle of a construction project on that home uh, in, in the second trimester. Like, yeah, we're just painting, and I'm like, should you be doing that? Moving houses, <laughs> Don't. moving spouses. <laughs> I did tell Michael <laughs> that because Carmen's really. Um, suggesting the name Carmen because that's what he does. And I said, Michael, wouldn't it be hilarious if we named this baby Cameron instead? <laughs> it would be really funny. I agree. I think everyone should name their baby Cameron just <laughs> a bit. We should all I quit. want you to know that I would still feel so much pride and honor because I know specifically that you are naming the child in memory of me. I'm naming the child specifically to annoy you. <laughs> I would feel pride, honor, and joy. I just want you to know the true reason. But I did tell, when, when we were talking, when we told all of Michael's siblings that it was a boy and they were like, there's this fun thing in their family where like they all have the same names for no reason. And so they were just saying that we should name the boy all of their names. And I said, Michael wants all of our children to have names that end with two T's for no reason whatsoever. And then I said that we would name it... Um, Christophet instead of Christopher, and I was like, like Boba Fett, but Christophet. <laughs> well, I know why Michael wants it ends with two T's. TTs are his favorite thing. Uh, nice. I mean, he likes them, but he also likes the booty. Mm, booty T's. The AA, <laughs> the ass ass. <laughs> Shout out to my dad, who's for sure listening to this. So you're hey, welcome. dude, what's up, Carmen? <laughs> Hey, dude, what's up, me? That's I'm, that's I'm Carmen. Hello. Um, so I don't know if you guys saw on my Instagram post, but uh, I've recently started taking things from my father's storage in uh, the basement underneath his home. And I I have... Do you guys remember Bionicles? Yeah. The Legos? Yeah. Okay. Because my cousin Legos. Them, I think. No, they're Legos. I don't think they're Legos. I literally I have the Bionicles in so the, upstairs with the Lego packaging. Okay, yes. this is Lego packaging. Then I believe you. Yeah. Why? Why wouldn't you believe me? Anyway? I'm always right, and I <laughs> don't lie ever. Oh, I did forget that part. Both yeah, of those things are false. I was actually no. thinking about this earlier. I was like, I lie a lot, but I'm actually honest, and I just say all the time that I lie a lot. Carbon lies all the time, and then just says that he never lies, which is you cannot worse. prove. First can off, prove I'm it. not going to go uh, prove it then, right now on air. See, you can't exactly. I'm there's right. You're so wrong. So much recorded evidence of you lying, but there's no DNA evidence or video evidence there to, is video to point evidence. to it being me. No, because it could be an imposter. You know how easy it is. I've seen Face Off. Okay. Let me just say, Lego was only in charge of them from 2000 and 2003. Okay. Well, yeah. So we're both right. It's a, it's Moana's dad all over again. Oh <laughs> <Remember that laughs> um, my! Yeah, when I was right and you were we right. Both were right. Yeah, that was my happiest moment of my life. I think. <laughs> wow. And, and this too. Who took over? Okay, if you're looking at it right now, who took over Bionicles after that? I closed it. I'm now looking at my well, Facebook. That could be, you can tell oh, us okay. what's episode. up with your next Bionicles, week, though, if you want. Next week's episode could be Bionicles. Yeah, the ever-trending Bionicles. <laughs> but what's this week's episode? Well, uh, before I start uh, telling you guys what this episode is about, uh, who wants to tell people what they should do at the 7 minute and 33 second mark of the Dude Thoughts podcast celebrity deep dive show? Carmen does. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> Carmen never does it. <laughs> well, because uh, you always call on one of us to do it. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, anyways, you you right now you take your phone and you pause this episode, okay? But actually, don't pause it right now. Pause it in like five minutes, okay? What you're gonna do is you're gonna tell all your friends, but you're gonna copy this link, whether it's on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, wherever you listen to this, and you're gonna send it to 150 people. If you don't know 150 people, (laughs) you're gonna go out on the street and you're gonna go find 150 people. And if you can't do that, then you don't even deserve to listen to this podcast. This is why we lose people because you you make the things too difficult. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Backtrack it, backtrack it. All right, forget I said any of that. Find one person you know who likes Lin-Manuel Miranda and send them this link because this episode is for you, Tom. Uh, I don't know. Hopefully someone out there named Tom. But anyways, we are talking about today uh, the creator of the play that made the famous uh, man our original $10 founding father without a father who got a lot farther by working a lot harder uh, than the original man with a ten a seven foot frame and rats along his back. That's 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 what I'm doing here. I wrote all that down. Um, that was impressive. That was thank that you. Required some tongue. You skill. did not Your have wife to write all that down. <laughs> You're right. I didn't I have know to for write a it fact down. <laughs> that you know all of those things by heart. <laughs> yes. Uh, but anyways, it's Lin Manuel Miranda, uh, the writer of uh, Hamilton, uh, In the Heights, uh, some of the music for other things, including <laughs> Encanto. Uh, and he didn't play Bruno, but we don't talk about that anyways. <laughs> he, want, he sure tried to. There's, there's, yeah, we, yeah, there's yeah. no way he didn't want that role. Yeah. Uh, anyways, guys, Lin-Manuel Miranda, born January 16th, 1980. To, uh, what was that? Capricorn. Capricorn. That's good. So, okay. All right. Hold on. Before I tell okay. you this. Our segment. Cal- okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Was, no, no. We this is perfect. Name this segment. <laughs> this okay, segment uh, is called. I'll think of a name. Uh, Kelky's horoscopes or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> um, so I will say Capricorns are typically known for being um, very like hardworking and also very into um, having money and also spending money. So that's like one of the stereotypes. Capricorns, we personally know uh, Mark. So oh, there yeah. You go. So totally, <laughs> totally spending money. <laughs> yes. Uh, so he was born uh, to a. Uh, Dr. Luz Towns Miranda, who was a psychologist, and uh, Father uh, Louis Miranda Jr., who was a Democratic Party consultant. So a lot of wokeness in that family, for sure. Do you sure. feel like that would be confusing, Luz and Louis? Yes. I feel like it could be. Might be. You know what would be less confusing is Carmen and Carmen. Oh, my God. I hate it so much. Um, where? Because aren't his parents immigrants? Uh, I didn't look into his down. parents, but I can tell you that uh, he was born in, in New York. Um, I, feel like I believe I'm that they're both they Puerto Rican immigrants. Yes, I actually think that's why he didn't play um, Bruno is because it was important to them, to my understanding, that everyone in Encanto was Colombian. Even the guy who played Bruno? John Leguizamo? Yeah. Is he Colombian? So- He's at least of Colombian descent, for sure, because he did Disney's, a whole interview about it. Based on Disney's track record, it they say it's important to them, but I think what they mean it's it's important. It's to important the for internet. their image. Yeah, it's important to Twitter, so we are going to do it. 
hey, look, if that's what if that's what being a multi-billion dollar company you have to do to survive, then, you know, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about Twitter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyways, you're going to hear that a lot today. Uh, so he attended Hunter College High School where he started writing plays. Uh, so there's an interesting story that I was I was reading uh, where I, I couldn't find the name of the physical play, but he acted. Uh, he starred in a play in high school that was about a maniacal fetal pig. Uh, yeah, that and apparently Radcliffe. Fuck, I do not know <laughs> this play. Uh, I don't know the play either. I tried finding it, and I couldn't find uh, the name of the pig pig play. Uh, but I could tell you that part of the oh. story was in the prop, the that's actual pig babe. itself. Yeah, it's babe. Uh, it was actually they they had taken a dissected pig from their their biology class and it was like used in the play which is yikes yeah uh but they were really intent on the authenticity of the maniacal fetal pig which i respect i also respect Uh, yeah so after that he attended uh wesleyan university where he started writing uh a number of plays but the most notable one is what ended up becoming in the heights but he started writing it in his sophomore year, which when you think about, like, if you go back to your sophomore year of college, how often are you writing something or doing something that, that could totally define the entire rest of your life? Um, for me, I didn't go to college, so, you know, I don't have that. But uh, I would say if he was majoring in the performing arts, it would make sense because, like, um, my program offered a playwriting class. Now, the fact that that he started, he had that concept that early and like well enough developed says a lot for his talent for sure. Because typically you would like write a play in that class and then the teacher would be like, these are all the things you've done terribly wrong. And then you would learn and then go on to write it. So the fact that he already like had something that ended up being so successful in career defining is pretty impressive. I think there's a, it's, I think it's six, which I think Kelki would know. I love Um, that show. They they wrote that in college, don't they? As, as like a thesis or something. I think so, yeah. Because it was um, originally submitted to a fringe festival, which is like oh. anyone can submit shows to fringe festivals. They're all over the yeah. the country and the world. And then if you get selected, you do like six or ten performances at the festival, and then sometimes they get picked up and they go all over the world, which is what happened with Six. Well, that's cool. Did you guys hear about the sequel to Six? Seven? Seven. Yeah, seven. Have you listened <clears throat> to six? No. You didn't <laughs> no, listen to Hamilton until I bullied you into seeing it either. <laughs> well, I haven't been bullied into this one yet. So it's because you it better was supposed fi- to open the day Broadway closed for COVID. So it just Ooh. actually reopened when like it just actually had its official premiere night like a couple months back. So I want to see it, but I don't live Me in New also. York. <laughs> I would go see most I'd go in I'd go anywhere for free. Uh, <laughs> good to know. Yeah. Anyways, back to we don't talk about him. So during the t- the period between uh, 2002 uh, and March 2008, which is when In the Heights premiered, um, he had a group of partners that were helping him write and rewrite uh, In the Heights. Uh, some of those notable names included uh, John Buffalo Mailer, Thomas Kale, and Chiara Allegria. 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 I'm going to stick with Allegria. Um, 
in the Heights. So I have not seen in the Heights. I don't know if either of you guys have watched it live or seen the Disney Plus uh, movie, but the actual Broadway performance of in the Heights was nominated for 13 Tonys. Uh, and won four best musical, best original score, best choreography, and best orchestration. Yeah, and Lynn's got a lot of Tonys. Yeah, a lot of Tonys. Uh, and uh, he won a Grammy for this for best musical show album. Wow, and a Grammy, and does he he's have got, an Oscar? No, because he doesn't Moana. have an Oscar. Moana didn't get because Moana was the same year as Zootopia. But I don't know. He's he's got egged, but he doesn't have egot. Yet I'm certain he will. Well, it would take. Does he have an Emmy? Yeah, yeah. He he. I was really mad because he. Oh, because Hamilton for Disney Plus. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, he beat Inside, and it got me really upset. Yes, I remember that. Also, uh, Inside. Whatever. Uh, sorry, were Os- Oscars or what? That's that's movies. Oh uh, yeah. So he would need to in- do. Encanto could win. Yeah, Encanto probably will win for best animated picture. Um, um, I don't know because there's a another Spider Verse movie this year. <laughs> but if I think they may have already had the cutoff for the Oscars because they're normally uh, at the know. end of February. That's also true. Yeah, um, you're correct. And but I don't know because mm, it depends on how I don't know how they do that for like because he did the music. So if the movie wins Best Picture, I'm sure he probably would get one. But honestly, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it also won like Best soundtrack or best original score or best original song because i'm sure one of those will be nominated because it's freaking on the it's number one bruno is number one on the top billboard hey whoa 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 we don't talk about bruno hey i talk about whatever i want uh yeah i think that there's a really good shot for for uh we don't talk about bruno um but you gotta think if that Pressure song. Surface pressure is my favorite sur- personally. If surface pressure and uh, we don't talk about Bruno both get there, you got to think that he's probably locked in. He's getting it. Also, the two caterpillar song that I can't pronounce in the Spanish, Spanish but it's so sad, but so good and so beautiful. Like uh, most things that we do here at the Dude Thoughts Podcast, Liberty Deep Dive Show. Sad um, and beautiful. Sad <laughs> and beautiful. <laughs> Um, anyways, so, so in the Heights debuted again, back in, uh, March, 2008, and he actually stayed on all the way until February 15th, 2009. Uh, he did come back. So there were a couple of different tours for, uh, Los Angeles and then Puerto Rican, uh, Puerto Rican tours. Um, so he did do some of those, but, uh, this, this is also so crazy. So he, he wins these Tonys in the Heights is crazy. Everyone knows in the Heights, but between 2008 and 2010, he's still teaching English at his former high school, and he's a restaurant critic for the Manhattan Times. <laughs> I didn't know the restaurant critic part. <laughs> like, can you imagine your teacher is Lin Manuel Miranda, and he's and like, or or, or imagine, uh, you know, Rookie of the Year, uh, Frank Thomas or or Ken Griffey Jr. come in and they're they're your your high school hitting coach, just hanging out. You know, so personally, they already Disney already did this with High School Musical, the musical, the series, technically. But I would love a Glee remake since they bought Fox, and have Lin Manuel Miranda be the teacher. I would I would watch that very much. I like Remember, Glee. Though. Wouldn't it be great if Glee like wasn't problematic and was yeah. just good? <laughs> I would cast Olivia Rodrigo because she's perfect. Jordan Fisher can be in it. It would be the best cast of all cast. <laughs> Can I be in it? Yeah. Can you sing? 
Nope. Can't. I had a, I had a thing. I was like, I'm going to say something funny. <laughs> I'm going to say something mean. Oh, goodness gracious. Anyways, uh, you heard it here first. The Dude Thoughts Celebrity Deep Dive podcast show, the musical, the series. Um, so... Yeah, I, I couldn't get over that. But anyway, so uh, also in the period, so uh, 2011, uh, January 2011, um, he, de- uh, he did the music for the music for Bring It On, the musical. Gosh, that was hard to say. Oh, I didn't know he did. Um, yeah, yeah. And it uh, officially hit Broadway August 1st, 2012. Uh, sorry, avid listeners out there, big Lin-Manuel Miranda fans. I don't know if he won any, award, any awards on that, but I think he probably did. So it I'm gonna is fast forward, but I don't know if it won anything. Oh, okay. But I keep me won. honest out there. If you're listening to this and you're listening to all of your friends named Tom and Tony, uh, or Oscar, or your friend Grammy, or your friend or Emmy, yeah, or Lynn, or Lynn himself, uh, let us know because fact check us. So the big one, the big elephant-sized founding father in the room. He, I have to backtrack for this one. So, May 12th, 2009, Lin-Manuel Miranda is at a White House Poetry Slam dinner and introduced what was the, like, beta version of what went on to become the opening song for Hamilton. So, while I was pulling up these notes, I rewatched it, and it's it's hilarious because people don't take it seriously. Right. Joke's on you. Uh, government. I, I, yeah, government. But have you guys both watched that video? Yeah. You guys know yeah, what I'm talking I've about? I've seen it. Yeah, it's, he it's leans fun. into the joke, too, because he knew that people were going to laugh. So you can tell he oh, yeah. sets it up as a joke, even though he took it very seriously. Well, you, you also, you can't imagine that this is going to turn into a global phenomenon, right? Like yeah. how, it's not like you just, excuse me, podcast burp. You just wake up. You do you do one song and then you go oh yeah I'm gonna win uh, eleven Tonys for this this is gonna go down, um, but anyways so that I I re-listened to it and I was like oh yeah all this all the stuff uh, that he changed and all the the different lines but you guys know the story of how he wrote the the play right yes but tell our listeners okay <laughs> so uh, Alexander Hamilton A.K.A. Lin Manuel Miranda was on a flight. Uh, I believe to Puerto Rico. He was going on vacation, mm-hmm. and in the uh, the airport like lobby bookstore, he just picked up uh, Ron Chernow's biography of Alexander Hamilton, and he read it and was like, "I need to do a whole hip hop play, and that's <laughs> what I'm going to do." Also, I don't know if either of you have seen that book, but it is not light reading vacation beach read. Like, I have it. I have not been able to read it because it is a million pages. And I'm like, I want to care, but it's just not as interesting as the play. (laughs) The way they wrote it is not as interesting to me as the musical is. There's a lot less hip-hop. I know. (laughs) A lot more facts also. Surprisingly less hip-hop. You still use a fax? (laughs) So much side-eye from Kelki on that one. Um, Yes, there's unfortunately um, some artistic liberty taken in the show and i don't like reading the book and getting the facts because i'm like this is not what i was sung to about (laughs) yeah 
I remember Gabe. Do you remember when we did the the Hamilton episode like l- years ago uh, <laughs> for the podcast? Um, so I I love history, and too often do I find myself on Wikipedia dives till like three in the morning. And one day I was on a a deep dive on Wikipedia, just buried in Aaron Burr. And he was like an actual piece of garbage. (laughs) Yeah, he's pretty shitty. Yeah, he sucks. Like in the show, they make him like a likable villain, Carmen. Like Thanos. Right. And Like Carmen. Like Carmen. Like Carmen. And in real life, in real life, arguably, none of the founding fathers are that likable, realistically. They all have done no. good things, but they have also all done pretty shitty things. So, yeah, but not many of them tried to take an, a military and like go annex Mexico and then become the yeah. king of Mexico and then commit treason against the United States. Yeah, not many of them have done bit, that um, <laughs> and become the king of Mexico. Yeah, he was um, interestingly motivated. Yes. Uh, so, anyways, Hamilton appeared. Uh, off-Broadway first in January 2015, and then premiered uh, on Broadway officially August 6, 2015. Nominated for 16 Tonys, a historic number, and won 11 of those, uh, which includes Best Musical, Best Book of a Musical, Best Original Score, Best Actor in a Leading Role, Best Actor in a Featured Role, Best Actress in a Featured Role, Best Costume Design, Best Lighting Design, Best Direction of a Musical, Best choreography and best orchestrations. That's a lot of wins. So many things that they're the best at. It's true. But it I was, could. Who won? Um, best lead role was it? It wasn't Lynn. It was uh. It was uh. uh it was Burr. It was yeah. uh. Leslie Odom. Leslie Odom Jr. Oh, his voice That's is like thought. butter. Yeah, yeah, and then best uh, actor in a featured role was David Diggs. Mm, also yeah. great. Oh. Puppy for Hanukkah. Am I right? Puppy for Hanukkah. <laughs> I need to listen <laughs> to that <laughs> song now. <sighs> so good. Well, my name is Manaka. How did you even find that song again? It was, it was on like Hanukkah. a Disney Junior playlist that I had playing for Scarlet. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> While we were watching God's song. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, remember when that was last year? Man, we've been no, doing this for a long time. Yes, it that was. was a billion years ago. Oh, okay. I was like, wait a second. Don't, I'm pretty don't. positive it was 700 years ago. Oh, goodness gracious. So uh, the the other big ones is, uh, yeah, everyone just take a deep breath. We're going to get through this. It's all good. <laughs> uh, the Disney partnerships that he did. So uh, Moana in 2014 was super dope. Away, away. Such a good song. So good. He sings better in that song than he does in all of Hamilton. Here's my thing. <laughs> That's accurate. I think uh, he's done a lot sure, of Sure, like, but also, since. I feel like yes. his voice is just so recognizable that, like, as well, first of all, I knew that he was doing the music for Moana. Michael did not, because Michael doesn't pay attention to things like that, because he right. doesn't really care that much. And it wasn't until, like, the sixth time that I made us watch Moana, and then I made us watch all of the behind the scenes, and Lin Manuel was there, and he was like, Why is he there? It's like, because he wrote this music and also is obviously singing in this song. Like, how do you not know? That's clearly him. Like, it's so blatantly his voice. I don't understand. Yeah. I think, yeah. Maybe Carmen, as the musician, would you rather have an okay, recognizable voice or a great voice that just blends in with every other great voice? 
Uh, it really depends because you could have either one and be a complete failure, and you could have either one and be a complete success. That's true. So there's a bunch of singers that go on The Voice that sound amazing, but I they're not we'll, anything we'll, special. We never see again. Yeah. But then there's Lin Manuel Miranda who is just out there. Here's my thing. When he does Hamilton, and also, I don't know if you've seen him in other things, but, like, when he was in How I Met Your Mother, when he was in House, right? He, like, always is rapping. That's, like, his thing that yeah. he's always done, doing. But to make to the point of, like, Moana, it sounds better because, like, that um, genre of music, like, suits his voice better, in my opinion. And so I'm like, yes, you've made a huge name for yourself doing these other things, but, like, this, to me, is more enjoyable. It's yeah. more satisfying to my ears. Yeah, but it's clearly not where your passion is. So, like, I don't know. He's definitely gotten better because there's like that. I'm sure you've seen it, Kelky, the clip of him singing in "Tick Tick Boom" when he was un bebe. I still have yet to make myself watch the Why not Netflix that? one. Have you seen Have you seen the, the clip of him singing? I don't think so. I maybe I it's have. Just, it's. I mean, it's just like I don't know. Not what he he just sounds way better now. I had a professor in college who said. There are singers who act and there are actors who sing. And he is an actor who sings, in my opinion, because I do yeah. think he's a good actor, a great actor. He's clearly a very talented writer as well. Oh, yeah. I would say yeah. he top sings better than a lot of people, but, you know, not me. as good as a lot of people also. So the, the other thing you have to think, he, he doesn't have a ton of lines or, or songs in Hamilton where he's belting out, which is yeah. what he was doing in that Moana song. Uh, exactly. That's my point. Yeah. Like it's just but, a very different genre. Yeah. But even in like, okay, so goodness yeah, gracious. Wait. I hear my <laughs> juice or my dog. Do you guys, did you guys hear that? No, is he having no? a okay. problem? I don't know. I just think he doesn't know how to use stairs anymore. Like an idiot, Good. but, <laughs> uh, yeah, so like even even when he has that opening number, Alexander Hamilton, he sounds very good when he's belting out "Just You Wait" before the yeah. whole thing opens up, and then there are times where he's you know in uh, that song, "Why Didn't You Tell Me" right before Guns and Ships uh, with Eliza, and he's like, oh, "Why haven't you told me?" And he sounds like garbage, but so. he's also trying to fake cry. Medium like that. Um, now I, I thought that I nailed it. I have an answer. Um, so Gabe and I both listened to Hamilton before we saw the show. Now we have all three seen Hamilton live and none of us saw yes. it with the original cast. Clearly I did. However, no, you didn't. Cause I was there and we were oh, in yeah. London. So, <laughs> Oh yeah. Um, so we listened to the original Broadway cast recording first and then saw the show. You saw the show first and then listened to the recording. Were you surprised based on the experience you had seeing it first and then listening to the recording, like how different it was? Um, not really. Remember? Yeah. Not, not really because so what I do remember is live in London, the burr had almost was like a lisp a little bit. And, and there was at one point where he, he, uh, his voice cracked. Uh, and I just, I mean, maybe I'm being too much of a nitpicky person because I've had my voice crack in a performance before, you know, whatever. But I remember the Hamilton being one of the strongest singers from the London performance. Yeah. And then on the actual studio recording, Lynn is one of the weakest, if not the weakest singer in the entire We could say weakest. Album. Which is, is again, we're not saying that, he's untalented, but like that cast is so stacked. 
Except maybe David Diggs because he'd never sang before, but you cannot tell. Yeah. David Diggs, you just he you can't say anything bad about him when you're listening to Guns and Chips and he's when just he's rapping, rapping off. in a French accent, it's absurd. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't the, the the thing that's really a bummer is I don't remember seeing that live. Like that's not a core memory of my experience wow. with Hamilton that's live. Sad. I really don't remember it much either. Uh, I do I, because I'm weird and obsessed. The only thing that really like core memory wise I remember is anytime they did Ten Dual Commandments because I thought that was a bob, and is. in the the room where it happened because I thought that was my favorite performance of the of the show that I went to. Um, I always like um, anytime George Washington sings, well, um, I mean, specifically like um, how to say goodbye. Teach yeah. them how to say goodbye. Um, and then also, I don't love the Reynolds pamphlet on the soundtrack, but seeing it live because it's like there's just so much shenanigans on stage. It's so fun to watch. And um, we even uh, asked. Hamilton. Also, when I saw it in Tampa, the guy who played um, Lafayette, and Thomas Jefferson was like 10 feet tall. And then we saw it in London and the guy was like five feet tall. And I was like, I'm just like distracted by this character's height, no matter where I see the show. (laughs) But I was because they didn't want to typecast. But then we saw, we waited outside in London at the stage door and we like talked to a bunch of them when they left. And I, we asked some of them what their favorite um, number was. And we asked him and he said his favorite was Reynolds pamphlet because he gets to, throw things all over the stage and be silly yeah the, um there's two dancers in the hamilton cast currently who have tiktoks and they get take suggestions of how to dance during the Reynolds pamphlet because i guess they get to do <laughs> they get to some do whatever ad-libbing. they want and they get to do ad libbing yeah and so they take some suggestions and then they'll like pin the comment and show it on the video and then show them dancing it's really that's good. so funny that's hilarious one of one of the so i have like really two core memories of of seeing it live uh, the first one when I knew I liked the play was uh, when the king goes, I'll kill your friends and family to remind <laughs> you of my love. And I was like, oh, that doesn't rhyme. That's hilarious. That's funny. Uh, I mean, it did rhyme, but it wasn't what I was expecting. And I was like, oh, kill your friends and family. Totally. Uh, and then the other one was in the Reynolds pamphlet when the king was just like totally running around being a goof. Oh, yeah. That's um, also a good moment. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so wrapping up some of the Disney stuff. Uh, so Moana, again, great. Didn't realize this. Did some of the music work for Star Wars, The Force Awakens, and The Rise of Skywalker, which is super dope. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the one that's trending right now that uh, has been the reason that we're doing this is he did a lot of the music for Encanto. And it is uh, it released at number one on the U.S. Billboard 200, and then We Don't Talk About Bruno hit number one both uh, on the U.S. and U.K. Billboard charts, uh, and it was the first time in Disney history that uh, it ever topped the U.K. charts. Uh, I believe there were many other songs that topped the uh, U.S. charts, including, you know, Let It Go, obviously. But, uh, but I don't think Let It Go ever got to number one. Did it not? I don't it was, think um, so. I think-, I think it got to number five. I think oh. the I could be wrong, but it I don't think it got to number one. I can also I see Grievous at the top of your stairs, and it's precious. Oh, I can't see him. He just like walked by. <laughs> just walked by, silly um, dog. I think it might have been Aladdin. Um, definitely Lion King, um, Circle of Life. I'm pretty sure, and then also Beauty and the Beast. I'm pretty positive we're like both 
will be very high, if not top. I think. I don't know. They also both (laughs) beating the beast won an Oscar for best original sound song for, and I think it was the first animated film that it won. Well, I have just a couple. So, uh, can you feel the love tonight? Ended at number four. A whole new world was number one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let it go did hit number five. You were right. Colors of the Wind got to number four. Uh, we don't talk about Bruno, number one. Uh, the Beauty and the Beast, number nine. Surface Pressure got to number nine. Go the Distance, which I think is superior in all ways, uh, got to Go number 24. Slaps, man. That is one of my favorite songs to belt out in my car. Oh, it's so good. I used to like belting out at Disney World until they ruined the fireworks. Uh... Then, oh, also, uh, the family madrigal ended up getting to number 20. I don't know if it's still there, but anyways, uh, some honorable mentions as we're wrapping up this episode on IMDb. He had cameos in a lot of shows, but I think some of the ones that were most notable that you probably were looking at it, rewatching in your binge time going, oh my gosh, that's Hamilton, uh, was Hi Met Your Mother, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, House, and The Sopranos, uh, Pretty cool. That's pretty cool stuff. I remember rewatching How I Met Your Mother after I had seen Hamilton, and not knowing who he was the first time I had watched How I Met Your Mother, and then getting to the part where he's in How I Met Your Mother because it's in the last season, and going, "That's Lin Manuel Miranda. <laughs> That's Hamilton." Well, before I saw the play, I so I love Brooklyn Nine Nine, and Jessica was like, "Oh, that's Lin Manuel Miranda," and I was like, "Who the fuck is that?" How how am I supposed to know this person? She goes, oh, the guy who did Hamilton. And at that time, I was like, what the fuck is Hamilton? <laughs> like, Alexander Hamilton? And she goes, yeah. And I was like, that sounds dumb. And now look at me, eating my words. Look at you now. I, I really had to bully you it. into going to see. You were so not excited about it. I wasn't. That's the funny I was, thing. I'm very, it's, I was very happy that it worked out the way it did. Because I would have felt bad. I mean, I would have had fun. And I know Jessica would have. And Michael did. But I would have felt bad that you would have had to sit there and not enjoy it. So I'm glad you ended up enjoying it. Yeah, I definitely did. Uh, Gabe, what is your favorite Lin Manuel Lin Manuel Miranda uh, shirt style? I'm kidding. His favorite <laughs> song. <laughs> you f- you froze on me. I froze. Did you freeze? Actually. Yes, he did. Gabe did. Gabe's frozen. <laughs> Gabe is frozen. Uh, Kelki, what's your favorite Lin Manuel Miranda pantsuit style slash song? Um, well, it's hard to pick just one song because I love so many and they're all so different. Because I love Surface Pressure. It's my favorite song from Encanto. I love the little song in um, Moana at the like when she like figures out who. Uh, Tafiti is yeah and it's like it's so good I love it so much and um, I love so many things in Hamilton it's hard to have just one favorite because I love so many of them so I don't do you have one favorite Lin-Manuel song honestly it's uh, we know the way is is probably my favorite Lin where he's singing because he doesn't he does sing he sings yes. in Guns and Ships very briefly. Um, but 
or maybe he doesn't. I can't remember. But anyways, uh, that's my favorite. One. Sure. Yeah, if, just for him singing. Um, yeah, it would probably be from Moana, because my favorite Hamilton songs are all Washington and Burr. So. Yeah. Um, uh, also, anyways, for those listening, we've lost Gabe. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> gone, Gabe. gone, but not forgotten. Also, I follow Lin Manuel on Twitter, and he is like a precious personality it truly every time like anything good happens he's like shocked it almost seems like he's very grateful i think for the successes he's had but he seems very very humble um about it which is so like refreshing and nice to see gabe might be revived it's possible gabe is alive again i'm i i I have seen he's risen from the dead (laughs) he aimed his pistol Uh, to the sky (laughs) uh, um there was one he tweeted. It was so cute when um, when we don't talk about Bruno got, I don't know if it was number one or when it was getting really high up on the charts. And he, he was like, the miracle isn't the Billboard Top 100. The miracle is you. It was just so cute. And he was just like, thank you all so much for the support and listening. He's just always very grateful. And every time he's won an award, like he seems truly like flabbergasted that anyone knows who he is. And it's just, I think it's cute. I think it's very sincere. Um, I appreciate it when someone that talented doesn't really like walk around like an asshole. Like it's just nice when people are humble in my opinion. Yeah. I love it. Uh, Speaking of success, speaking of dreams, speaking of doing all of that stuff, Gabe, Close us out, you handsome, now-working audio son of a gun. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for listening over the last couple of weeks. We think we've gotten some new listeners, so welcome. Hope you share with a friend. Um, like, subscribe, all that stuff. Follow us on Instagram, DudeThoughtsPod, GymLeaderGabe, Carmen.Gabriel.Official, ChaoticallyKelky. And as always, if you've got a dream, Go and chase it, and we will see you all in the next one.